1: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show Brought to you by Bradshaw
2: and Bryant.
3: Who me? Well,
2: <laughs> so I'd like to really know if I was married to a horror piece of did. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could just look at her license. <laughs>
0: my
2: it's special stripe. It is you
0: know, amazing. Oh there. my gosh!
4: Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions.
7: Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Personal Injury.com.
1: Bradshaw and Bryant, Michael Bryant,
3: thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Mo Alexander in studio talking about being banned from Graceland next on The Best Of.
1: I oh, the yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: 1970.
1: So how old was how old was Michael Jackson in oh.
4: 1970? Twelve? Uh, no, he no he, would, he would have been younger than that, right? Probably
5: eight. This he time. was twelve. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat>
4: oh, he was. Okay. He sounds really young for
5: twelve. Indeed. Well, you know, you know, Joe had his. Uh, never man, i don't want to say that. <laughs> Joe, Joe had him tight tight for until he was like 22. So. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That was unbelievable that
1: that that whole family thing. Oh man, that was a that was a tough road to hoe right there. Oh
5: my God. Do you know? Okay, so BB King was one of my favorite. Well, love BB King. So BB uh, King and my grandfather were real tight. Um, oh really? Yeah, dude. I got a picture from when I'm like that's fantastic. Three years old. And it's my grandfather, B.B. King, and I'm sitting right in the middle of them, And I got Lucille. I'm holding Lucille. <laughs> You're holding Lucille? Yeah, is, I'm like three. I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. Uh, but uh, so, you know, B.B. Dad, this year at some point, yep. uh, you know, they got Tito Jackson taking over the B.B. King band. I know. I don't you understand don't... that either. I have no idea. BB no... King to Tito. Exactly. I have no idea what happened. The, the trend is gone. The trend is gone. Wayne. Get out of here, Tito. <laughs> Tito, get down. <laughs> Tito, get leave that boy alone, Tito. Leave him alone. Yeah, I don't yeah, know I don't how just, that's happening. Yeah, that doesn't.
1: that's that's a little odd.
5: Yeah, it is odd. Uh, because, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm from Memphis, man, and I'm a huge music person. I yeah. live... I live less than a minute away from the, what used to be the original Stax record. Stax vote record? Yes, man. right there. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, I, I, I protested when they tore the building down. Oh, you did? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like 89, and they tore the building down because they wanted some little church to go, we're going to build a community center. And it stayed yeah. vacant for like 15 years, and then they put up a museum. Uh, but yeah, so i huge on music. Huge I was going to name some
1: Stax Volt artists, but people wouldn't know, like Rufus Thomas. Rufus Thomas, the
5: Funky Chicken, the, <laughs> yeah. the Funky Chicken.
1: But the average person would not know who Rufus nope, Thomas is. No, no they would not. But yeah, Stax Volt, Sun Records, of course, obviously was in Memphis, Tennessee.
5: <laughs> right down the road from my right house. Down the road from your house, right yeah, now? right. Seriously, it's like you 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 go down my street, turn the corner, it's right there. Really, it's right there. Is your house number like? One Mo Alexander Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not soon. Like
1: to, hey, what's your address? One Elvis Presley Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? That's my address, man.
5: <laughs> you ever been in? You, you been in Graceland? I'm permanently banned. Permanently banned. Yep. What'd you do now? Um, uh, I kind of scared a lot of old people. Well, how'd you scare them? Um, okay, so this was before I ever no, I'm being dead serious. So this is I'm being dead serious. This was before I ever did stand up comedy. Oh, I took okay. a, yeah, I took a friend who wanted to go and I'm like, Ugh, whatever, let's go. And um if you've ever been to Graceland, you've been to Graceland, right? Mm-hmm. You know how ridiculous that place is. It it's, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And they gate you used to give out tours with tour guides. I think they still do if you pay enough money. But uh, so I'm in this little tour group and I'm the youngest person in the group by like thirty or forty years and uh, me and my friends and I'm just like ugh and every time they say something even though it wasn't a comic I have always had this dark twisted energy about myself so I made little comments the whole time cracking up me and my friends and and scaring older white women with blue hair and stuff (laughs) And uh, when you get to the jungle room, the jungle room, you can never go in the jungle room because the jungle room looks like a pimp's car from 1972 exploded onto the walls. It's got the zebra. It's got the, it's the leopard print leopard all the way. Print. It's leopard, leopard print, print head to the floor to ceiling. Yep. It's wrapped in leopard print. <laughs> and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever it seen. Is. It is. And at that point, I just start I couldn't hold it in anymore. And I broke out. And this is true. I broke out into uh, George of the Jungle. As Elvis would have done it, including karate kicks. So I'm oh. like, George, 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 George here, be whole. And <laughs> I'm doing the whole thing. And this woman falls to her floor, falls to her Aww. knees, and starts crying like, oh my He's God. blaspheming Elvis, he's blaspheming Aww. And I'm like, Oh my God, for real, this is happening?
4: He's blaspheming Elvis. He can't, that. You can't blaspheme. Uh, don't
5: tell you know. the old white woman from yeah. the South that he can't <laughs> blaspheme. Whatever. She lost her man, Six security guards carried me out really? of that building. Okay, it's insane. Hold on, hold on. The, hold on. You the time? I was 21. You're 21. 21. I am 47 now, and I was just 26. <laughs> hold on. So, 20 years later, I mean, so 10 15 years later, mid 2000s, I have some other friends want to go. I'm like, all right, let's see if I can go back in this building. And they're like, they'll never, they'll never remember you. No. So we go to Graceland again, and you got to walk up the driveway. And this little man on a on a, on a, a golf court, a, a little security guard on a golf court comes up, sir, sir, um, you can't be on the property. <laughs> he still knew you. <laughs> I am permanently banned from Graceland. Oh. It is one of the happiest things I can say about myself. Yeah, and no, no, oh. that's absolutely true. And I'm trying and see. I want to. I, I don't know. Does anybody give me a hookup or going to Paisley Park? I'm about to turn into an old blue haired woman because that's my. That's, I got to go to Prince's house. And I even bring my butt cut out pants. I need to go to Prince's house. You got, your butt, cut out got out butt cut out too? pants? I got butt cut out pants because I really do because I went as Prince like many years later after he'd like. You know, it was like I went to Halloween. Yeah. One year as yeah. Prince like uh, Prince 50 years later after he'd fallen off, gotten fat, and all this other stuff. <laughs> and I had, I had the butt cut out of my pants. And I had a long trench coat on. And I had boots on. I had little. I, I did the Prince thing, Royal. I did. And who I spin around My butt would open up And, like, and they're like ah! It was awesome So I left those <laughs> I'm not lying so much. But pictures of it on Facebook I got that it's Ridiculous Thank you. Now what's the biggest Comedy club in Memphis? Uh, the club in Memphis is called Chuckle's Comedy Club oh, Right now Chuckles, yeah. Chuckle's Comedy Club But the independent scene Right there Is what I usually do The independent scene Is huge Because what Chuckle Wants to pay me for a week I can make it a night Because of the independent really? scene Yeah and now, how, how do they set up the... Is, is it an independent circuit, or does the same guy own them? No, 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 no. It's the, the comics who came up after I did, probably in the, mid, the, uh, early two, the mid-2000s, the early mid they actually did a bunch of stuff because there was no club in Memphis at the time. So they started setting up their own shows. They have had an open mic that really? runs in Memphis on Thursday nights that's been going for 12 years. And it's packed almost every week. Really? Almost every week. It's like three hundred people in there. Man. I'm watching ends from ten to fifteen comics and I go in when I want to and do whatever. And like where do they do it? At a movie theater or something? No, 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 no. It's a bar in Memphis called the P and H Cafe. Okay. Do you know who you know Craig Brewer, right? Yeah, you know, sure, yeah. His first movie was a movie called The Poor and Hungry. Mm-hmm. That was his very first movie before he got anything else. It's about this place, the really? P&H. Yes, and the old woman who used to own it who was a character named Wanda. And uh, she, seriously, dude, it's just, she was hilarious. She had to be like 70 when I knew her. And she had these big, huge May West wigs on and these hats, and she was hilarious. And after she, I mean, that's what this whole, she's in that movie, The Poor and the Hungry. Oh, she is? Yeah, so the, Craig Brewer made that first movie about her and that whole little establishment and had a story with it. And uh, then, of course, he went on to make Hustling and Flow. Another right. Memphis movie, right. yeah. So, hustle
1: and flow, God, mm-hmm. that's been a while. Yes, it has. That's amazing. No, th- I mean, that's. Do you think you you, you did what you did? You know, like at, at, at Graceland, but mm-hmm. did you learn how to do that
5: because of your neighborhood? No, I learned how to do that because I was bored. You were just bored. That I was, was bored. I was. am the only child. I'm the only child. Right. Right. And uh, for a while, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous to you. For a while, they thought I was mentally handicapped when I was a child. Okay, they did. did. Like teachers and Teachers, stuff. all right. Teachers, and I had epi- I had a childhood from epilepsy, and a lot had a lot of problems. So they thought I was mentally retarded because I didn't associate with other people mm-hmm. and other stuff. And then they were like, oh, no, he's a genius. Oh, we're sorry. And uh, <laughs> we thought he was retarded. We, he, oh, I'm sorry. And seriously, and they were like, we need to move it Because my grandmother taught me how to read when I was like two out of the encyclopedia. So while I went to kindergarten, yeah. I'm just like, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. already done all this stuff. Yeah, and was the same
4: way. Yeah, so, so I was way above the uh, reading level of everyone else in my class, and dude, I was like, "I'm so this I'll, is dumb."
5: I was in first grade reading at a twelfth grade reading level. They're like, "Why is he here? We need to move." <laughs> and, and my grandmother wouldn't let them move me up. They would, oh, they would she wouldn't. She wouldn't because he's, too bad. he's Like he's going to be weird enough as it is. Just let him. You know, he'll be bored, we will find other stuff for him to do. That's how I got to computers. Yeah, I don't and, know if
4: I'd want to be the like the little kid. That's uh, in a classroom full of, you know, pubescent teenagers. No, I wouldn't want that. Yeah, no. No, They'd they'd pick you out immediately.
5: Exactly. I was already weird enough and laughed at the dark stuff that made, you know, I I came up watching Saturday Night Live. So I was was five when the show, six when the show originated. Mm -hmm. So that's who I was at that time, watching that and... Because they were like, he's going to be up all night anyway. Because I didn't have a bedtime. I just did what I did. At the house is just like, he's fine. He's taking apart a toaster again. He knows what he's doing. It's oh, good... there's Andy. Same, same story. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You understand it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and I, I did
4: grow in. up uh, like, um, well, how big was the town you grew up in? I grew up in Memphis. Well, just like actually in, like, in Memphis. In Memphis I'm in proper?
5: A, a Memphis pro- I'm in the heart of Memphis. Oh, okay. I am in the heart of Memphis. Yes, I am. Yeah, I grew up in the
4: opposite of the heart of any city. Uh, Out, like in a farm, kind of. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to do unless you could drive, which obviously as a kid you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So, you had to figure out stuff to do inside and, you know. The no. options were basically video games, computers, that kind of thing.
5: Well, my grandmother was cool. My grandmother basically raised my mom. And me, my mom and I, were whatever, but my grandmother was the one. Okay, my grandmother. I still to this day think she was a ninja. And I, I, <laughs> no, dude, I'm not. I sound so stupid, but okay. So I, I'm a fat dude, but at the same time, well, before my injuries and stuff, I, I was I taught martial arts for like twelve years. Oh, you did? Yeah, I took it for I took it from nine to twenty one, and from from about four. Fourteen to twenty-one. I taught people. I was assistant. So anyway, um, so when my best friend, who I call my brother, went to the Marines, he he went to the Marines and learned all this land drills, and I was taking a keto at that time. Okay. So when he came back home, we destroyed my grandmother's house by throwing each other all across oh, the house. Oh God! We were like, oh, that's a great move. Let me show you this. And this woman who was like five foot two. Came in, looked at us for like 10 minutes. She's like, let me see that one move you just did. And I I showed it to her in slow motion. It's like, okay, so this is this thing called inside. It's an outside wrist twist. And you move like this. And she's like, let me see if I got this. And this woman... Grabbed me and did it full speed, full force. The first time, I was literally off the ground like three (laughs) feet, and she tossed me into the couch and just walked away. I'm like, okay, no, no, that don't happen like that. Something's up with this. What the? And she would do stuff like that all the time. Like she took my butterfly knife. She's like, let me see that butterfly. That's a nice little knife. And I she, show me how to use that. And I showed her how to use the thing. And then she took it from me. And did what's called an ice pick drop, and I'm just like, where the hell did you learn? What are you? Get away from me! <laughs> she was so how doing. did she know? I don't know. She never talked about her old life. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you, you go. go. That's what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> there this. you go. But never butterfly knives about
4: that. are huh? semi-new, aren't they? Huh? Didn't they? Didn't butterfly knives originate like? Relatively recently. Well,
5: I don't. I don't know where they originated, but they were in the '80s. That's where I had mine in the '80s, and that woman knew how to do that thing. Like on the first, I'm like, you need. <laughs> she was so weird, man. She would walk around the house at night with a gun in her hand, and cause, mm. when she'd hear a noise. But like you and me, just we, in we, case. Just, no, no, she'd hear a noise, and she's like, "Somebody better not be trying to break in my house." And. She would not just carry a gun. She would put a washcloth over the gun in her hand, and she said she did it because she didn't want to surprise the person she was about to shoot before she shot him. Well, good. Like, what are you doing? It's just an old lady with a washcloth. This <laughs> is oh, the old lady good. with a washcloth pointed right at you. I'm like, this woman is ridiculous. But yeah, how, how big was she? She was five foot three, two, maybe. Five foot two. Yeah. Yeah, so when she flipped me in my six three, I'm like, "What? <laughs> my, no, uh-uh." I mean, 'cause she went full speed. She just like, "Let me just, know, just power." No, that wasn't. You knew how to do that before you met me. I don't know what you just did. No man. doubt
1: about it. See, I, I used to love, yeah, growing growing up as a little little boy. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was Old Jewish Men and Big Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Big Mama didn't put up. You know what? So I know. Most
5: I know. people don't know what Big Mama is. I know is. Big Mama. See, my, we, yeah. I, I, she wouldn't, She didn't like the name Big Mama. She no, no, her. I would imagine. No, not, no, no, no. She didn't like that. She wasn't a she, Her. No, I can't. I, yeah, no. I understand what you're saying. No. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. They put up with zero crap from
1: anybody. Yeah. I just absolutely love that about them.
5: When she, uh, my mom and her had some issues with each other. And my mom one day was like. That's her daughter? Yeah, her daughter. Okay. She was like, when you die, I'm going to bury you in pink. And my grandmother <laughs> threw, a phone. Uh, threw a phone. Not an iPhone. You know the big-ass house, the house phone. There. yeah. She threw a house phone at my mom and said, if you bury me in pink, I'm coming back after you. I'm coming back. When my grandmother died, my mom's car died in the parking lot of the church. And it was there for two days, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. When I went to the bury when I went to the funeral, the, the visitation of the body, my grandmother was in a pink casket, yeah. king, a pink oh, lipstick, man. a pink dress. <laughs> and when I saw that, I lost my mind and went off. And then I started laughing to death because, of like, her car won't start. She got vengeance. She knew. She it's got phenomenal. vengeance. We'll be back in
1: just a couple of seconds. We've got one more segment with Mo Alexander. He is at. Royal Comedy Theater tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday at 8 o'clock. Be right back, Tom Bernard.
3: Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
2: Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, running down Santa Claus Land.
3: Licks and blicks and all, here's a reindeer
2: pulling on.
4: That
3: was Mo Alexander on the best of. Coming up next, an exciting tale of kidnapping from Doug Sprinthal. Being kidnapped, escaping, kidnapped again, and escaping once more for good measure. It's a great story. Next on The Best of. Hey everybody.
4: Thing about Free Fallen's uh, tour, so they're gonna be here uh, tomorrow. You said, yeah. Um, after that, they're gonna be in Minneapolis for at Famous Dave's on the fifteenth. Then they're going to Iowa. Then they're coming back here. Mystic Lake. Then they're going to New Jersey. Then they're coming back here. My God. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Are they based
2: here? To make as they much money as oh, they oh, can. Oh, so they're based here. That's why oh, they come Oh, that right
4: must here. be why. If
6: they're based in Minnesota. Yeah.
4: No, I just figured it's like, you know, if you're going to do something. Well, I mean, they're going to New Jersey, coming back here, then Illinois, then New Jersey again. Yeah, it's they like- play
6: Harrows a lot in Atlantic City.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I guess. Oh, they, they sound just they like They just them.
6: came back from Vegas.
4: They
1: sound just
4: like them, that's then they're for
1: gonna sure. And they look
4: just like them. Free,
1: so it's called Free Falling. Yes, and it's that seventy-five words title of
6: your bar. It's just the Superstar Bar. Oh, it's just the Superstar Bar. Okay. I just call it the World Famous Superstar Bar. A World Famous Superstar <laughs> Bar. I I stole. And that who's from, the superstar? Well, I sold that for Mitzi Shore. So when Mitzi Shore oh, opened yeah, up the yeah. Comedy Store, from day one, she called it the World's Famous Comedy Store, <laughs> and, and, and it became it became world famous. It did. So I'm, yeah, I'm taking did. a lesson of taking a page out of Mitzi's playbook.
1: Andy, will you bring up the current headlines? on to see if anything's happened in the Al Franken situation or any more senators. What is said... this
6: whole thing about
2: Jerusalem, too? Oh, no. no. Oh, yeah, the Muslims the bat- are having
1: bat- a fit. But, but no, why is nothing he doing different? this?
2: Because he said he was going to. But that's news, you the, uh... Andy. Well, what, they're not
1: going to give you any headlines. Uh, most Jewish
2: newsier. people want it,
6: American Jewish, want it done.
1: Bring up startribune.com if you Just want. Just leave want it, it. But alone. Why what?
2: start
8: this up? Mm? I don't understand. I don't know hmm?
1: why. Why? Because he wants attention. He is the biggest attention hog of any living no, human. Well, they,
6: they just weren't mentioning American that he, people want
8: it.
1: he's yeah, not no, tweeting
8: as much anymore, and he's tweeting like all these positive messages all of a hey, sudden. Speaking, yeah. speaking
6: of attention seekers, I think Betsy Hodges deleted her Facebook page. Did she? Her like page is still there, but her personal page is gone. Really?
1: Yes. So I have a question for you. So a lot of American Jews do want Jerusalem named the capital of Israel.
4: Absolutely. So all Jews, but
1: basically. They're all Democrats. Why would he care? The ones that I know aren't. Yeah, I think a lot of Jews have moved away from
4: the Democratic Party.
6: I know a lot recently. of Republican Jewish people here in Minnesota, and they, yeah, they, want, they want that capital moved.
4: Well, now that the far left is anti-Zionist. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Franken now has the seventh accuser. Uh, he's done.
0: Oh, dear. Now it's
1: seven accusers. Did you hear that the, Goodbye.
0: the um, victims were just named Times People of yeah, the Year? The Me
1: Too. It was the Me Too people. Yeah, it was not the victims.
2: What? Well, no, they, they uh, are victims. I
1: guess she yeah. sense. I well, yeah, so so that's on. right. It was Taylor Swift. She was a victim. Yeah. And then Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. She was I a victim. Find her.
0: But no, it's like all the people that have come forward saying.
1: Yeah. Hashtag Me Too.
0: Well, not yeah. me too. Everybody did that.
1: No, it was hashtag Me Too that got the That people was the, in the movement. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there of, were no, like hundreds of people in that. Yeah,
0: there were a million. I did it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm you're... I'm not a people
0: of the year. Did you, notice,
1: did you notice there's one woman? You can just see her right elbow. That's the only part of her body you can see is her oh, right yeah, elbow. Oh,
4: I see that. You see that? It's like, what, what did up? she
6: do wrong? Yeah, I don't have I don't.
8: Oh, Maybe yeah. she unfriended you. She blocked you.
6: Who's that, Betsy? Maybe she blocked your butt. Oh, why she would, i never hassle her. <laughs> I don't know. I have her mayor page and the bye-bye Betsy page. Only thing that comes up in my search.
1: What's her husband do again? He's the head of the Met he's, Council or something?
6: He's the president of the Met Council for Minneapolis. For Minneapolis. Yes, not for the whole Metro. Not for the whole Metro. Right. Okay. But still a powerful position. So what does he do? I, he, he plans our... be a pain in
1: the well, Just like everybody else transit.
2: on the Met Council, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs>
6: well,
1: they, they, like they
2: do stuff, like but it's all wrong.
6: I was on our, our hospitality commission that the city that the downtown council put together and they had this pro that comes in and he goes around a whole country and he rates your city for hospitality and public transportation and he, he called our public transportation epic failure to attend. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. We're said, on the he, honor
2: system when it comes to the light rail. Well, he, so. he
6: looked at the light rail station at 5th and Hennepin, and he goes, how how's, do you guys ha, have this legally have a, a, tra- a train track I know. three feet from a door's doorstep? I know. A bar's doorstep. <laughs> it, it is crazy. No so you walk out, of, You walk out of Sneaky peach, you're on the tracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, whoops. Like, yeah. you walk out of a door onto the train tracks.
1: Yeah,
2: that's true. How if they, you're there
6: at last call, all of a sudden, boom. But how's that legal? how did they even get that passed? They just do it. No, that's the problem. No, that's the that's thing. The they problem. just
8: do things. And now they
6: just did Nicolette Mall. And I have to say it does look Nicolette Mall looks nice. But I'm walking down it yesterday in that snowstorm and they have all these they look like shelter awnings, but the, all the roofs, the ceiling panels are on a tilt like this. They don't do anything. So you're you all get, Not only does it not do anything, it actually guides it they hit you right in the face. <laughs> oh, good. That's what you're looking all for. right. They're like slant just perfect, so that water just hits you directly in the is face. Is it just supposed to be for shade? It's just for show. Oh.
1: It is indeed art,
6: an art installation.
1: Andy, would you bring up that uh, the rundown on Franken's yeah. story? I just want to see what, what the latest is. And I'm just Story. glad my girl Mary's back.
6: Your girl Mary? Yeah, Maritime War's back. Where was she? She oh, took right. her away. Put her inside the DID building for a while. Oh, okay. The heat is
1: intensifying on Al Franken after another woman, the seventh, came forward with allegations. Kristen Gillibrand, another female Democratic senator, has called on him to resign today. Oh, yesterday they called on him to resign. Reports The Washington Post. While Senator Franken is entitled to have the Ethics Committee conclude its review, I believe it would be better for our country if he sent a clear message that any kind of mistreatment of women in our society isn't acceptable by stepping aside to let someone else serve. Uh, is it Gillibrand or Gillibrand? I don't I think know. it's Gillibrand. I think it is Gillibrand, yeah. Wrote in a statement on Facebook, senators include Maisie Hirano, Claire McCaskill, and Maggie Hassan. Quickly follow, uh, they followed suit. Here's what else you need to know. As of this writing, 16 Democratic senators, mm. 10 women and 6 men, have called on Franken to resign, including Senator Patty Murray of Washington State, the Senate's highest ranking woman. As calls for his resignation swelled, Franken's office announced the senator will make a statement on Thursday. He is done. Elizabeth Warren
2: was not on that list? Of course not. No. I She's, she is I'm the I'm kind biggest of surprised at that, actually. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can understand why Klobuchar is staying out of it. It's kind of a home. Well, it's not about her. Yeah. It's
1: not about her, so why would she comment? Yeah. One thing I will tell you about Amy Klobuchar, unless it's about her, she never comments. I'm not saying she's a bad person. She's just pretty important to herself.
6: I think she's a bad person. Is she a bad person? I, I don't, I don't know, know her that well. I don't know her at all, but as she comes across, it's pretty self-centered. And yeah, well, doesn't she really is self-centered. not care about the greater true. good. Well, do, do any of them? Not many anymore. Not that not I... Not many anymore. It's I don't see it anymore. very rare. I don't
1: see it anymore that people actually care about the the common Joe and Josephine. Sorry, becoming
2: albino albino. Don't, say, don't say that next time you have dinner with Paul. Why? Who's he like? He's a huge Amy Klobuchar. Oh, I know because
1: he did a TV TV show. Well, it's there, because she commercial. saved
2: his ass. She saved her ass from what? We got a letter from General Motors during the uh, bankruptcy. They were going to pull the franchise in Bloomington, and no, we freaked right? out. We're the number two dealer. Uh, Why would be- they pull the franchise? Because they that were dealers. They were crazy. I mean they didn't oh, know God. what they were doing. So she called up Amy Klobuchar, and she she and her staff went to work. She was the head of the Commerce Commission and yeah, I a week that. later she got Paul and Andrew out in Washington D C and then she just barbecued the CEO of General Motors on T V. How, how
6: long ago was that?
2: Well it was in the recession during, oh, during so the eight in the bankers in two thousand and
1: nine. Hey, did you tell LA Nick you can't
4: get my ride home?
2: I can't give you a ride home. Serious? Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
8: it's snowing. Yes. How much? Snowing,
4: snowing. It's, it's. It was snowing when I was walking it's over. You, uh, dad, yeah. you
0: need a car that can drive in the snow.
4: I wonder why. Where, I'll beat.
1: I wonder where you could buy one. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. You the whole
0: dad month dad of December, and, and nowhere then nowhere when
1: to you it. drive back, the I have nowhere to put it. We, we have three garage stalls, but Mom filled <laughs> one of them up with all of her treasures.
6: Wait, if you're not driving the Mercedes... <laughs>
2: I can give you a ride. I get the Durango. Don't worry about it.
6: I can't walk in the snow, dude. That's why you drive a Subaru. I
2: my name to Uber.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uber Nick. Excavado Uber, Uber. Your new name is Excavado Uber.
2: I drove a cab for four years.
6: Hey, yeah, you did. It. Hey, did you see a cab just got robbed?
1: What? Did you it's see that
6: footage? No. Yeah, blue and white. Got robbed where? Uh, Northside. Gee, rob Really?
1: How'd that ever happen? But,
6: the, but the, the driver fought back with a pair of scissors. Oh. Stab, stab. Yeah, so the first guy pulled out. <laughs> I feel
0: like driving in a cab
6: in north Minneapolis, you have to be prepared for anything. So yeah. pulled for a, anything. first yeah. guy pulled a gun between oh, the seats, God. and the cab driver oh, swatted God. him out the way. And then the next guy pulls a knife, and then the cab driver pulls out a pair of scissors. I love this and cab and driver. And with fought back and got, nice. got him out.
1: Can we, can we get him on the show? Um, <laughs> I'd love <laughs> to get him on the show. <laughs> no idea.
2: Did I ever tell you my cab driving story?
1: Which one? When you drank a lot?
2: No, 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 no. Probably, <laughs> probably everybody has like four great stories. This is one oh, of I suppose, four. yeah. So it's winter of 79, and there's, a, there's a, a couple that are robbing cab drivers, and they're stuffing them in the trunks and then calling the cops and saying you can get the guy out here. So, And they're all coming off the Dayton stand, 7th and Hennepin. Right. So I, I pick up this couple over by the Hilton, and sure enough, we're in South Minneapolis, 38th and Park. <laughs> Go in an alley, guy sticks a gun right in the back of my head. Oh, I'll just, my give God. me your money. I'm, I'm, not, I'm freaked out, but not concerned because I figured that's the same people and they haven't really hurt anybody yet. But it's 20 below zero. So they stuffed me in the trunk. We're driving what? down, what where, turn? Now where was this? Stuffed you well, so, in the trunk? Yeah, You're so we're at 30. Everybody. Shut up. Let me tell this story. <laughs> so we're at 38th and Park in South Minneapolis. They stuffed me in the trunk, and it's colder than hell. And now, I'm thinking, we Man. should
1: point out that you're not exactly
2: a tiny guy. Well, and, but this was a LTD. I mean, oh, it was it was. back okay. Okay. 1979. All oh, cars all right. were enormous. Yeah, that's true. But it's cold in there, and I'm thinking, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get out of here. And next time he stops, I'll just jump out of the, the trunk. So I pull the taillight out so I can see, and it's got a wire that goes to the trunk latch, and so I short it out inside another one, and my plan is just to hold it shut. guy we're, we're driving down the cross town. as it turns out. The trunk flies open. He pulls over, sticks a gun in there, and says, do that again, I'm going to shoot you, slams the trunk. So we drive around about another 20 minutes, and I don't know where we are. We're in the short north side, as it turns out, like Glenwood somewhere around there. Yeah, yep. And I hear him talking. I can't quite hear what they're saying. But the woman gets out, leaves, and he drives a little bit farther. And then he pulls over, and he gets out of the car. And I'm waiting for, you know, I think it's a long time, but it's probably a minute. Well, he's turned the, key, the lights off, so I can't. I can't uh, electrically open the deal, but there's a snow brush in there, so I jam out one of the taillights, and there's three, like, 12-year-old girls in front of this neighborhood grocery store. And I'm like, come on, okay, come on, let me out, let me out. And they're, she goes, how do I let you out? I said, in those days, we left a key sticking in the outside of the trunk with a chain on it, so you know, it would be oh, easier to really? get you know, luggage uh. in and out at the airport. So they let me out of the trunk, and I just get on my feet. The guy comes out of the grocery store with a bag full of money, his gun out in a nice oh, job. And he's looking at me and he's looking at the girls. He goes, Get in the trunk. F- <laughs> so it's back in the trunk <laughs> to go, and now I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine. So we wind up over in what was the old projects behind Munson where the like Bryant Fourth projects. and Bryant. are yep. called
1: Bryant Projects, yep.
2: Middle of the street, he says, All right, get out of the trunk. And he's standing Uh-oh. like this far away. He's got the gun like this. What kind of gun? I, it was a revolver. Okay. Okay. I'm not a gun guy, Type. but it was the kind that can kill you. <sighs> mm-hmm. The <Yeah>. kind <laughs> that can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. I'm thinking, and now I, I'm scared, and I'm thinking, I got one chance. Maybe I can knock this gun out of his hands, blah, blah, blah. blah. All of a sudden, before I can do anything, he goes, get the fuck out of here. And he threw the keys at me, and he took off running.
1: Oh, my God. Oh,
2: my gosh. You just oh. cursed on the air.
8: I did. Darn it! You
1: did <laughs> it. I got it. Shoot! Malina's got some editing to do so now because of dog. So going through
8: your dog. mind the first time he's like, get in well, the truck? Yeah. Well, because uh, they, they've done okay. this like
2: five or six times before. You think it was the, the same cops people. Tra- well, yeah, it was a young black couple in downtown Minneapolis right before Christmas. That's when robbery goes up around Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, a lot of people oh, a, are losing, oh, especially oh, during a recession. Mail robbed right now. Right. Tons yeah. of
6: people
8: Good. are. So oh, I, you know, Just I was I was
2: worried, but you know, I'm also 19 years old. You're kind of bulletproof in your 19. For the most yeah. part. How
6: scary would you be today?
2: Well, I wouldn't drive cab today. You
6: stupid? <laughs> I'm saying, if that happened to you today, you'd be pretty scared,
2: huh? I don't know. Well, you'd
6: yeah. be dead probably.
2: But you know, you can only yeah. keep jacked up for so long. So I'm in the. And I did get a little concerned when the trunk flew up in the crosstown, and he waved the gun at that. me. I'm like, oh yes. Oh I could I see think. concern. To rethink this a little
6: bit. That's, that's,
2: a, that's a dangerous profession.
1: It is. It yeah. absolutely is.
2: It wasn't too bad back then because they had they had just. It wasn't inve- too
6: bad except for
8: well, my kidnapping. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but really, they had just. Remember, it was, in, remember <laughs> was the seventies. Three
6: times in one day. It wasn't that
3: bad. So
2: they just they had just invented crack, right? And that's you know, oh. so in the eighties oh, things got really sweet. really bad. So you were into that. <laughs> no. <it's
3: not.
0: laughs> Made it way more fun. I was
2: strictly a heroin dealer. <laughs> oh, that's all that I would do. And I was crack. totally into natural.
6: Did the crack sweep literally come through Minneapolis like it did South Florida Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Did oh it... yeah, absolutely. I was
1: Thanks
2: in West Palm when it
6: came through and it, it really West Palm, it took down Dixie. Like if you were on the west side of Dixie, it was just boarded up. The only thing that survived mm-hmm. was the east side of Dixie survived. You're right. Yeah, Westpont was a bad It still hasn't recovered. It's, the it's, West coming, back. it's still still coming back. It's definitely coming
8: back. It is coming back. Yeah, it Finally. is coming back. But mm-hmm. well, it's
6: been 30 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has.
1: It's been a long time. So Doug survived, and now he's on The Tom Bernard
2: Show. Uh, <laughs> to to tell
8: the to. tale. And
2: Everybody's got four good stories, right? And
1: Melina's over there going, damn, like Doug, now i got to edit all day.
2: There was just one word. No, no two. two.
1: did it twice. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. excited
5: best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
3: That was a tale of danger and intrigue from Doug Sprinthal. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the... Oh, all the way back to episode 97 with Jonathan Scott, star of Property Brothers. Next on The Best Of. Our special guest
1: on today's show, Jonathan Scott. Woo! Jonathan, how are <laughs> you, sir?
7: I think you can do better than that. I think, uh. I think you should be bigger.
1: All right, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... The lovely and talented Jonathan Scott.
7: Yeah! Is that better? That that was that was much more monster truck rally. I like. Okay. <laughs> <Well, yes. laughs> what, what we strive style. for.
1: It was monster truck, and by the way, I'm sorry, but I've, I have a bit of a cold. I don't. Uh, He's
8: not faking his. I'm voice. I'm not
1: faking my voice. It's just I have a cold. So. That
7: sounded, that, it sounded- Deep and sexy, and I'm sure the ladies listening
1: would love it. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's that, that's the best news
7: <laughs> Thank that goodness. I could have done.
1: You know, I, I must tell you something, Jonathan. Um, watching your shows, and first of all, HGTV has been around, you know, for several years, and, and my wife, and my daughter, watching all these separate shows. And so now I. Um, when
8: we're not around. When, by I, the when way, they're not even around. I caught you. Like, my, my wife. <laughs> Watching well, they HGTV. do. They
1: do catch me. I mean, that's the. Here, I, I'm sitting at home by myself. I, you know, I got a 26 year old son and a 24 year old daughter, and I'm sitting at home. How oh, what are you doing, honey? Well, I'm just watching Jonathan and Drew here. Just
3: be quiet. <laughs> uh,
7: the problem is when they say when your wife says, "Well, I'd rather fall asleep to Jonathan." That's when you know there's a problem. Now <laughs> oh, okay. oh, this is okay. Yes,
1: it's absolutely true. No, I got to be honest as a guy, you know, because. I, I'm not assuming that, that a lot of women watch uh, HGTV, but but as a guy... Yes, we do. You what? can
0: well, yeah, he doesn't I, want to assume. not uh, want to assume. Because when you assume, you make an ass out of you and okay. me. Sorry.
1: Exactly. But in, in any case, I'm fascinated. You had a show on... Well, you had a, a marathon a couple of days ago on HGTV.
4: Property Brothers Marathon. He
1: knows. There were several shows in a row. And what's funny is I, I'm not handy at all. I'm like the worst on earth and
8: he's not lying
1: and i'm not lying he
0: put you. in a new light bulb the other day and it was a big deal and we he, were taking
8: pictures he t- yeah he tweeted <laughs> about it thank you so
7: much <laughs> turn your house down by putting a light bulb in i don't get it
1: <laughs> well it was not easy i tried my best so john by the way my wife Catherine is on the show our Hello. daughter alex Hello. and our son andy uh mm-hmm. we do the show together Family. on a daily basis but you went to this house and there was a, a guy with a shaved head and it was a guy with the '80s lighting in his hallway. You know the show I'm talking about.
7: Uh, that that would be a while back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back.
1: That guy. If I would have been you, I'd have punched him.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, he I learned something the hard way uh, that it doesn't bode well if I'm punching clients. Cause they're <laughs> probably yeah. not. So,
1: Well, I mean, and your brother, too, uh, you go from house to house to house. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that. I want a detached garage, but it has to be really detached. Well, this one is detached. It's got a breezeway. Well, that's not really detached. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to fly to Vancouver.
0: Yeah, I feel like your show is you deal with the most difficult people out of any of the HGTV shows. I find myself most of the time being like, these people are obnoxious. How do you deal with them?
7: Well, let's be honest, it's you know, the biggest investment of your life, uh, you, you probably want to have some input. And, uh, right. you know, ev- everyone always says, you know, you say, oh, I would never be like that. I, would never, I guarantee you, if I talk to your realtor, you did something that was annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. I put myself in their shoes. I've done it a million times. Um, and most of these houses we filmed in either Austin, Texas. Uh, or we were filming in Toronto, um, and it's the same. Wherever we're filming, we find we get different characters, different people, but the the basis is the same. People want their dream home, they're sort of living in the clouds, they don't know what they can afford, and they definitely don't see the potential in a house that needs to fix it up.
1: Well, I'm sure that's true, but I was shocked at this, and I'll get off this episode, I, I don't mean to linger, but it just shocked me, because first of all, it's revealed you have cockroaches dead cockroaches in the walls then you got a leak this leak has got mold everywhere all over the place it's, un- it's unbelievable then we found a dead rat in the ceiling that <laughs> chewed through some wiring <laughs> and then you show the carcass of the dead rat <laughs> and i said what what we got next is a wolverines or what the hell you i mean Bats. how could you not I- know you had all this stuff in your house
7: I think we need to move you past this episode. Yes, we <laughs> yes. do. use a light in another episode. Yeah, no, I, I will admit, this is how I get my thrills because, you know, sometimes they're long days, boring, painting, doing, exploring, whatever you're doing. So if I could show a petrified rat carcass to somebody that's in their house, hey, I'll do it. it <laughs> up.
1: Well, it looked kind of ghostly, actually.
7: It, well, the device, it sounds horrible, but the funny thing was. You can see that it was stuck in the position of biting the wires. Oh
1: God! You have this huge rat nest in your ceiling, and as a matter of fact, there's a petrified rat up here.
2: So
7: I'm, I'll, I'll give you a little insight into that episode, something that we didn't show. Oh, good. But, so that episode was filmed in Texas, and uh, the the homeowner, I guess, had a raccoon living in the wall. Right. And it had been in there, and it was making a mess. And it was digging around. And uh, I guess at one point he was so fed up that he just pulled back the paneling on the wall, stuck a handgun in the wall, and started firing. It
3: what? Either
7: to scare it away or to solve the problem? But, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's not the best way to prevent getting holes in your plumbing.
1: Yeah, they put holes in the plumbing. <laughs> oh my I, I, again, the patience that you two show on that on that show. It's amazing because, and I understand why, uh, you know, if you're in a mess like that and the wife would come home and you're right in the middle of the remodel and she's seeing the roaches and the rat. And yeah, the, that's disgusting. There was something else, too. It's not only mold and rats and cockroaches. There was one other element that I'm like, holy God. Um, I, th-
8: I think it was the possibility of a raccoon. I think that they she just, said something about the raccoon.
1: She just said, I, I, don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be around this. Yeah. Now, that part, Jonathan, that's got to be pretty... Uh, kind of a a touching thing. This woman... Well, I I, I was raising my little baby... Because they had a cute little kid. And they were raising their little kid around all this filth and garbage and... But
7: they didn't know it was there, though. But
1: they said they didn't know
7: it. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you don't like to get your hands dirty. Not at all, man. (laughs) And so Drew's probably your favorite brother.
3: Yes. No, no, it's
1: not true. No, that's that's actually not true at all. Because I admire people who can work with their hands. But... By the same token, Drew, I mean, when they, he took him around those guys around to look at houses, I, sorry, when he took other people, I told you I moved I moved on from that episode. So now this is a different couple he's taking around, okay? Yeah. They, they show all these houses, and I made a comment. The first house I went to was like, really? That house is only $700,000? That's a really, really nice house. And they're on TV going, I don't like this place at all. The kitchen's too old, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, man, I don't know where you were. You must have been in... In, in Texas Are, is housing cheaper in Texas because it's not cheap in Toronto is it
7: yeah it's, it's hard for people to re- understand you know when we're shooting in somewhere like Toronto I can get the exact same property in Toronto um, in Austin Texas for a quarter of the price right really? or in Vegas we live in Vegas so you know the same property that I can buy at home in Vegas it would cost me yeah four times the price to do it in Vancouver or Toronto or you know New York or something like that so it's uh, it, it's tricky because the, the ideas are the same. You know, what we're trying to do, the methods we do to approach getting a home. Um, but obviously the, the the budgets and the price point are quite a bit different.
1: I would see these houses and, and they would go from house to house. And I'm like, well, now this house is $625,000. It looks like it, it should be worth like $2 million. I mean, to yeah. me, because Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, housing prices are not low either. You, you, the, house here, really the housing here is very expensive. Yeah. But so so I would I sit there and you're you're back working on their old house and Drew's got him in the new houses. And I, I just want you to know the frustration that you cause this guy sitting back in Minneapolis because I, I just want to come down and be like your security. <laughs> I'm, uh, I,
7: I'm not trying to stress you out. And, uh, you know, I, I while I'm in, you know, in Minneapolis, I'll uh, I'll offer a free shampoo massage. I'll, I'll walk across your back. And that'll chill you out. That's cool.
8: No, I, I think you can take care of. Himself. I have to ask. Uh, this is the number one question when I um, tweeted that you were going to be on the podcast. The uh, the women they all want to know: Are you guys single? I'm sure you oh. get this all the time.
7: What? What's it, what's it worth? <laughs> My <laughs> this is some valuable commentary. information here. Uh, I am I am single, yeah. Okay. Uh, Drew is dating uh, a wonderful woman, and uh, so the great thing is she cooks all the time for him. So I get all the free meals and stuff like that, and then I don't have to put up with anything else. So
8: nice,
1: good. That's a nice touch. How how do you guys? I mean, your brothers, obviously you're identical twins, uh, but but you do communicate very very well. On uh, you know on Property Brothers, it would seem to you guys hit you must hit bumps in the road. It's like, well, no, I, you know, I don't, Drew, I think you're wrong, or Jonathan, I think you're wrong about this. But I haven't seen much of that watching the show.
7: Yeah, we we, we communicate pretty well. It's usually because I use smaller words, <laughs> and, uh, has no problem picking up on that. Uh, no, we have a no BS policy. We we tell each other that if there's something that's bugging us, we get it out. We don't you know create those awkward, annoying situations where you're frustrated with each other. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to the design side of things, that's, that's my my game, and that's what I've been doing for a long time. So Drew will just give me the, the free reign to, to run with my ideas. But, um, you know, he knows the market inside and out. So if there's something that he said should be in a property, um, I trust in his judgment. And, uh, yeah, our, our business relationship has, has flourished because of that. You know, we, just, we don't, you know, get stuck up on something that, you know, people always say it's it's difficult to work with family, you know, you're going to argue, you're going to fight. It doesn't work. Our family, there's no drama, everybody's brutally honest with each other, and it works.
1: See, that's a nice, that's a very, very nice touch. Good parenting.
7: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
8: Hey, what's this Uh, whole thing about you being an illusionist? You've created some illusions
7: well how do you think I actually get these designs done so fast it's <laughs> all an illusion I, uh, yeah I'm illusions I used to perform in Vegas I, I started performing as a kid and won all kinds of awards and I love performing live on stage and uh, so that same creativity is uh, well actually that's how I started building too because I used to build my own props I did all the woodworking and and uh, the metalworking and so that segued into the creativity of doing these designs on houses and when I went after university, I went back to school for construction and design and took um, our, our business to the next level. But I still perform every now and then on the side, and I enjoy that.
1: Jonathan, do you know Louie Anderson?
7: I don't know him personally. I know of him.
1: He was raving to me about you uh, several years ago. He said, you have got to see this guy. He, oh, really? He, oh, he was just raving about how, 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 what a talent you are.
7: Uh, it's probably because I have... Uh, Blackmail photos of him, and so I, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's to say good things about
1: me. No, he was he was very complimentary, but uh, nice. It's another thing about watching your show is you go through and do the, the uh, rebuilds of these properties. People are living in these properties, and they go, "I'm looking and it's like, oh, it's kind of a dump," but, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs>
8: nice. But
1: then you you go through the whole thing and you stage it, and you you do all the repairs you need to do, and. People's showers seem to be always the showers always screwed up somehow, and then you make these magnificent showers in the, in their old space, and then at the end of the show you go, well, I think we're going to do pretty well because it only costs thirty five grand. I was like, I couldn't get like a toilet cover for thirty five grand in Minneapolis.
7: Yeah. Exaggeration. People don't understand. They, when you're watching the show, so on Property Brothers, you only see three to four rooms. So the, the budget and the timeline that we're, we're dealing with on the show is only for those three or four rooms. And we generally do the entire house, but we don't film the rest of it. For the for the network, they only want three or four rooms. Oh. Right. And even at that, I don't charge for my time. Drew doesn't take a commission. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the budget that, you know, we try to make them as, as realistic as possible because this is what people are actually paying taking into consideration of course that they're not paying for my time which generally if I was a contractor I'd be billing for my time in addition to all of the other trades so it's it's fairly accurate as to you know all of the other expenses for the plumbers electricians the material things like that um, but yeah you, you're not paying for me and sometimes I can get some stuff for free for them as well and that just is sort of like a cherry on top
1: when well, yeah, we go go ahead nope. I was just to say you, you go to these different shops uh, uh, I don't know if they're bargain shops or what you would call them. some antique stores. Some of these are like reclaimed furniture stores, whatever, looking for things, and they, they end up being really, really nice once you recondition them.
7: Oh, there's there's so much beauty. I mean, and a lot of the the products that we uh, use you know, today, they're they're not built like a lot of furniture pieces. They're not built as as good as they were back in the day. Right. So you know, it's nice if you can find some some old piece, some antique piece. It comes with a little bit of history and. You know, I don't know how many times clients say to me, there's there's no way, there's no way that you could do that. It's not, it's never going to look good. I have done this so many times. Watch the show. Stop right. questioning me. It'll right. look good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot of that when the husband, the husband does say, ah, uh, you know, that's, well... You and Drew will come to them and say, your house is worth $225,000. Oh, no, that's way under market value. That's You're wrong. It's way, way under. Then they start finding, like, you know, forest animals in the walls. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they just don't believe you when you tell them, no, no, this is really how much it's worth right now. It's not what it will be worth later, but that's what it's worth now.
7: I thought we got past that episode. Oh, I
8: thought, <laughs> just not I've can't. seen in another episode. <laughs> he can't let
2: I'm him telling you. I
7: know, man. No, you're right. It's true. It's, it's the same with the property. Everybody right. is always biased about their own situation. They always think that their house is nicer than everybody else's. And if you have a realtor that comes in or a contractor that comes in and, you know, they're just blowing smoke, it's, it's not helping you. This, this is a major, major investment, and you want to get the most money out of it. So somebody's saying, oh, yeah, I think I can get you, you know... 400000 500000 for your home, knowing in the back of their mind that it'll never happen. Well, all they're doing is they're setting themselves up to disappoint you. So we tell them, and there's a lot that goes on that you don't get to see because we can't have the camera shooting 24-7. Um, but we tell the homeowners, you know, to be honest, we're going to come in here and we're going to be brutally honest. And some of this is going to be hard to hear, but you have to hear it. This, this is how, you've you got to take the emotion out of it and think of it like a business transaction. And, you know, people can't argue with the fact that our process works. On buying and selling, these houses, this process we've come in, some of them have been they've been trying to sell for a year with no interest, and we'll go in, do less than $10,000 of a makeover, and, and usually less than two weeks, and the house sells with multiple offers on the first day. So, you know, I don't know what that tells you. It tells me that our process works. So, to, to, yeah, okay.
1: there's no question about that.
8: Well, it for sure does. I mean, kitchens and baths sell houses. I, I'm a real estate agent also, by the way. And the hardest part of the job to me is telling people what their house is worth because they just, they, like you said, they're emotionally attached to it and they think that their house is worth much more than the identical house next door. Yeah. Yeah.
7: And so that's the funny thing, you know, I, and we have a lot of things that we've done uh, over the years, strategic marketing, things like that, that really helps. And we like to use technology we have cutting-edge technology, both on Property Brothers and in our real company. But um, I always said to people, you know, they said, well, this house down the street sold for this, and, and my house is just as nice as that, and this one down the street sold, and it's just as nice. I said, okay, well, walk me through this. If I'm a buyer and I'm coming into this community and you tried selling your home, if your home is the same price, basically, and just as nice as all these other ones, What's going to make me put an offer on your house over top of these ones? It's not going to be the high tension power lines running through your backyard, <laughs> and it's not going to be the massive, you know, marijuana grow ops in the basement. House. <laughs> these are the things that you have to take into consideration.
1: Yeah, I do have Which, to ask way, you.
7: Great way to supplement your income. Yeah,
1: I would imagine that's true. Uh, one question <laughs> is kind of a kind of a uh, HGTV rookie. You know, I've been watching for several months now, but now. The show, the show that I was sitting the, the mar- watching the marathon on uh, uh, was called Buying and Selling, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, there's a, is there a different show called Property Brothers, or is it yeah, the same show? it's a different show. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So how in, many shows...
7: That, did, you weren't sick of us already. No <laughs> so, more. In fact, there's another one coming dun, 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 in the summer. So... You oh, keep your eyes open. We're eventually taking over the network
1: and then the world. Yeah, because <laughs> there was a buying and selling uh, marathon on a couple of days ago. It's just, to, like I said, for for someone, and again, I Catherine won't let me touch a hammer because I would destroy things. I yeah. just, I, I'm not good at it. It's for the best. It is, yes, it, that's the best way to put it, Jonathan. It is for the best that I don't repair anything. But it's fascinating for me to, to sit and watch you guys do the work that you do and, you know, having been through – Catherine, actually, we live in a house that Catherine designed uh, with an architect. She did a really nice job. Very, I, very I nice job. I didn't do the
8: drawings. Thank you, honey.
1: Uh, it's probably <laughs> worth a lot more money than you think it's worth. No. <laughs> no, just kidding. But it's, it's great stuff to watch. I mean, I watch Matt Minster. you know Matt Minster? No. He does bath crashers on DIY and HGTV. He's got a show I'm on.
7: Bad. I don't actually watch TV. <laughs> you, you honestly never watch TV? Is busy working. I'm I'm busy. We do 52 constr. I have 52 construction projects a year just for these two shows. In addition to my own investments with Drew. So I I don't watch much.
1: What's too bad because these guys, if you ever get a chance, you'd like it. I yeah. get like, uh, bath crashers, they have kitchen crashers, they have all these... But yeah. It's just, it's fascinating stuff to watch for me, because I have no talent in that area whatsoever. Like, the way you stage uh, uh, houses, the way you and Drew stage houses is fascinating to me, because the first pictures I see, the house looks terrible, and then we get to the end, and it's like, my God, that's, that's, like, wonderful.
7: I feel like we're having a bromance. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly
1: right. A little bromance. Catherine
7: excuse me our uh, our show is uh, <clears throat> i'm getting so emotional here uh, our show is uh, the most male viewed show on the network which is great
1: <clears throat> yeah i can see that
7: you know, obviously our predominant audience is female but uh we we have really expanded the, the viewership of hgtv we've brought in a younger viewership as well as more men and it's, i think it's because our show it's not too stuffy no. uh, we take the job seriously but not ourselves so we have a lot of fun and And online, if you go on to HETV.com, there's all kinds of web content that they put on there, funny behind-the-scenes stuff, um, and it shows you a different side, too. So that's something that I usually recommend that people go on and and check that stuff out if they want to see what what happens when the cameras stop rolling.
1: I want you to do me a favor, too. um, And you can just throw, as an aside, not on camera, but just when you you bring the, the wives into the house, the women into the house after it's been staged, could you tell them, Tom in Minneapolis does not want to hear you go? Oh wow! <laughs> I know. It's like wait, you have to seriously shorten no those sentences up, lady.
7: But so, they, th- these are the things that we hear all the time. Wow, or is this the same house? Yes. These are all things. And the funny thing is, so ma- the majority of the people that we have on our show, on, whether it's Property Brothers or Buying and Selling, um, you know. We have a network of realtors that are looking for people who are, you know, fitting that scenario, and these are people who have not seen the show. So it's a little easier to surprise them with the format because they've never seen the show before. Right. Um, you know, some of these people have seen the show, and so it's a different approach. But even when these are people who have never seen the show, they've never seen another family react, they say the exact same thing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's I know. ingrained in our minds, I think, the same few words.
1: And the women always put the uh, – they always go – Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> wow!
7: Well, you, you know, there's an A at the end of that.
1: I didn't know that. See, I, I'm, you know, I've been in the business my whole life. The I, I had no things wow! Wow! For
7: you and I, it's silent.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's right. So for you, it will be a silent letter.
8: Well, you're uh, doing a stint at the Mall of America, right? You're coming to Minneapolis.
7: We are. We're going to be in Mall of America. I was laughing because somebody said to me last <laughs> last weekend because Drew and I are very. Uh, interacted with our fans through social media. So people want, they can always ask questions. We answer the questions directly um, on our Facebook and Twitter. And uh, somebody messaged me the other day at uh, Mr. Silver Scott, and they said, "Uh, I saw you at Mall of America. I was so excited, and I, I didn't have time to take a picture, but I'm just glad that you're in Minneapolis. I messaged back, and I said, that was a cardboard cutout. (laughs) I don't don't get there until the end of the month but we're we're actually doing a lecture we're going to talk to people about how to get the the most bang out of their buck talk about cost saving initiatives they can do in their home and how to stage the home to sell and then we're going to do a lot of making fun of Drew which is the most popular part of it Sure. and uh, and then we'll sign some autographs so I think we're there I believe it's 28th through the 30th. Somewhere in there that we're at Mall of America. So people should all come out and it's, it's going to be a blast. We're going to yeah. have a lot of fun. It's Friday,
1: Saturday, and Sunday, 28th, 29th, and 30th. That's exactly right. Um, I, I'll
7: expect to see you there and we'll get to the bottom of this this, this episode that just <laughs> frustrated the hell out of you.
1: I just wanted to get my hands on a guy and go, could you be happy about something?
8: He tosses, he turns. These
1: people are breaking their back for you. Your wife is, you know, you've run her through the ringer. Uh, and he just didn't like anything. No matter what you did, he didn't like anything about it. Um,
7: well, I will tell you this. I say, you know, we ne- we tell people that... Because sometimes, you know, when the cameras are rolling, people start to say things because they think that's what we want to hear. We always tell them, right. we don't want any actors. We want people just right. to ex- express what you want to express. And if you're naturally a total jerk, then you're going to come across as a total <laughs> jerk. But mostly families, they've been fantastic to work with. They're really great. You're just seeing, you know, what is generally... You know, up to uh, buying and selling, you know, four or five weeks of work all crammed into one hour. And so you're getting the most emotional points, you're getting the highs, the lows. So that's why I think sometimes it comes across as a little bit more than, you know, generally this is spaced out over four or five weeks.
8: Well, it's still very stressful having, you know, workers in your house and buying and selling houses. It's all very stressful to people.
7: Exactly. And and, and awkward, too, because we usually do the renovations nude. So. Yeah,
1: I didn't notice that.
7: <laughs> yeah, belt sanding dude is just not
1: it's not good. <laughs> I uh, no, don't take this personally because I don't mean you, but people have a hard time trusting a lot of contractors. Uh, like I, this friend of mine was building a house, and he'd he go and look at his house, and he'd see all this sheetrock in the dumpster. And of course, what this guy was doing to him was buying a, tons more sheetrock throwing some of it away, and you'd still, of course, upcharge the sheetrock to the home builder. Or home, bu- uh, Yeah, the person That's buying a home. The, uh, is that fairly common in the industry, do you think?
7: The unfortunate thing is when you think of how much money people spend on buying a home renovating a home, um, you know, instantly the light bulb goes on for these, I won't call them con artists, but just, people that are looking for a way to make a quick buck, Right. Uh, what you always want to do is, and, and I have a thing on my Facebook page, um, it's how to find a contractor, who's your contractor, it's under the Scott Logic album, um, you want to look for about three quotes usually, and you want them to be reputable people who have professional affiliations, so the more designation somebody has, or if they're affiliated with a new home warranty program, or uh, the Better Business Bureau, the more affiliations they have, the more it shows that they're setting themselves up as a career and not just doing these as a one-off job. Right. Um, and that way you know they're going to stand by their warranty work. Um, and, and the quality is usually better, too. But, yeah, you'll, you'll get people that will try everything and anything. <laughs> One of the biggest things we usually see is people will underquote a job just to get it, knowing that they're going to tell you down the road, oh, oh, no, there's a bunch more going on here. Right. i um, fortunate in the fact that I've never gone over budget on my original quote. Sometimes we'll come across something that, you know, is completely unexpected and, and we end up having to add something to the job. But generally, I always have a contingency, and the older the house is, the higher the contingency. Um, usually all of the work ends up coming in uh, inclusive of, of that contingency, or I have to refund the contingency. So it's you know it's, it's smart to make sure that contingency is built in, and if a contractor is telling you that we don't need one, that's a red flag. If they're telling you that the contract's not going to be in writing, that's a red flag. And yeah, it's anything that makes you uncomfortable. You should be allowed to ask questions. If they don't want you to ask questions, get rid of them.
1: Yeah, that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. Now, I do have to ask you: you have these shots of these people. Basically, you and Drew go to them and you say, "Okay, well, you have decisions to make tonight. You don't have a lot of time to make these decisions." Who whose idea was it to do the paranormal activity? uh, Like. Close in, you know, you know the other shots I'm talking about, like the guys at two well, like, two the o'clock closet morning. Closet
8: cam or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like
7: the handy cam. Yeah. Yes. a so,
1: shot. I don't know what I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm losing my mind. I, I can't decide. <laughs> I love those shots.
7: It's the the whole. I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, those are, that's something that the uh, the producer puts in there. She really wants to get because sometimes homeowners will act different when Drew and I are around and. You know, they've seen us on TV or they, you know, they're just, they're, they're all smiles and giggles uh, until we leave. And then they have the <clears throat> holy beep moment where they realize, I, I own two houses all of a sudden. I yeah. need to yeah. sell this one. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the concessionals that they get.
1: I think it's just a wonderful touch in the show, whoever the producer is and who's ever an idea. Because it, it just, it adds to the show because they look like they're terrified and they have to get up in like four hours to make their decision.
7: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's I fascinating. Like to put the fear of God in them.
1: <laughs> the fear of God. Oh, there it is. I have to put a big close in for you now, Jonathan, because I, we did the big open, so we have to put the big close in there as well. Now, I, I want you to know seriously that I, uh, the entire family enjoy, really enjoy the show. I, and like I said, buying and selling. I watched the entire. I think I watched like seven episodes in a row. I, you know, you were sick of me by the time I was wa- done watching them. I could sense it. I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> I said, would you, sir, turn your television off. We're sick of doing this for you. Go away and do something else. But, no, the show is very, very well done. You guys come off very well. You come off as very knowledgeable, uh, very patient people. You're much more patient than I could ever be. Uh, it's The show's just done very, very well. It, it's done. I'm
7: actually I'm being ordained as a saint. St. So, saint
1: uh, Jonathan. I think there already is a St. Jonathan. So how about St. Silver?
7: Yeah, that works. That's a good that. one.
1: You can, a good do, one. <laughs> you can do St. Saint, Saint Silver. So, again, Mall of America on the 28th, 29th, and 30th of, of the month. You'll have a good time uh, out just there. It's going
7: to be one big party.
1: Yeah, you will. You'll will have a really, really good time, very receptive audience. Uh, and you have a lot of fans here in the Minneapolis St. Paul area.
8: Absolutely. No
1: question about that.
7: This is our first chance to get out there, so I'm expecting to see uh, it'll be a great first impression if everybody in the city shows up.
1: <laughs> I think everybody will. There'll be, uh, I have heard, last I heard, there are 3.4 million reservations, so you're good to go. <laughs> Perfect. Jonathan, you've been a real gentleman. We appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk right. Great, Thanks talk. for
8: coming on. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Skip the
3: cookies, just leaves an uh, episode the of The Best Of, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips it's this week from Mo Alexander, year. Doug Sprinthal, it's and Jonathan Scott. Thanks for listening everybody and we will see ya next
1: week. With those holiday greetings
2: and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the